Alrighty, we're back. And welcome to the Melfi and President Show. And we've got our resident. Yep. Hey, what is he again? Big the Melfi? psychologist. Oh, he's got it. Yeah. Hey, nice no, He's not a doctor, but. Oh, now I'm not a doctor. Can't call him a doctor. Gen- generally in psychology, a, a, a doctor is a research degree in most cases. Okay, thank you. All right. Glad we so clarified one, that. Yeah. One fact today. I'm happy. Very good. Very good. Big Doz, what's been going on in the world of the uh, psychology, mate, in your life? Oh, look, same-o, same-o. Uh, first of all, I'd just like to say thanks for welcoming me back to the show. Mate. Um, just for the... Part the, of the team. The listeners out there, I only came back because they offered me a free shirt. You look very yeah. good. And I want that shirt back, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a bit bit uh, unwashed, mate. So. No, I want to wash when well, you go back. No, no, it's already unwashed. <laughs> been sitting uh, in his car oh, for the last six months, yeah, Doz. Yeah, so look, just the just the just the usual, you know, like trying to trying to look out for the mental health, um, just yep. keeping the clients coming in and making sure they're well looked after, just keeping an eye on some of my my mates at the gym, um, you know, talking to you guys, making sure everything's good at your end. Um, so uh, thankfully, nothing too exciting, but just keeping life ticking over. Being yeah. busy though, being busy. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I guess um, it's one of those sort of bittersweet things which is that there's always such a demand for mental health services especially on the northern beaches but everywhere um so but also you know i like being busy because i like being able to help as many people as i can so yeah you know my idea would be that you know no one no one needs to come in no yeah. one no one rings and there's no problems but that's just unrealistic life's not like that so I'm trying to work yourself out of a job aren't you really well yeah yeah and that's you know that's where you got to be ethical it's like you know you you don't want to over over service clients you want to try and get them in and out and, and sort of on their back on their feet as quickly as possible. Uh, so that's where the ethics come in. You don't want to drag it out, you know, in order to have, you know, more coming in for the business. In yeah. saying that is, I mean, you know, us being trainers, um, we can kind of take that approach where we want people to kind of come in, we get them, you know, get them fitter, get them healthier, and then go. But in saying that, I'm more of opposed to trying to have someone to stay on board with me yeah. for longer yeah. um, and you know maintain that they're training and keeping yeah. healthy is that sort of the same with your industry is it like can you are you do you want clients to basically stay on with you and you just basically keeping you're maintaining you know their their mental health over that, the long journey that's, or? that's a great question look it, it all depends on what the issues are for the client but our, our initial sort of approach is to stabilize their mental health give them tools um, to understand and, and to work through the problems they're having and tools that they can actually apply throughout their life but there's always going to be clients that have mental health issues that are more chronic or reoccurring and so that's where we hope to build a strong relationship so they feel comfortable coming back from time to time as needed if they're having a bit of a mental health wobble but it's not uncommon for people to come in and having you know some kind of a a crisis period in their life or a transition period where they need a little bit of exploration around what are the issues involved you know how can they look at the perspective differently you know we talk about some some skills and some tools uh, and some resources building and look at the supports that they've got and sometimes clients can kind of get it back together you know they can deal with the issue and then if similar issues come up they've already got a good toolbox to deal with those issues and you yeah. might not actually need to see them again that would be the ideal yeah. you know? yeah. um, so with you guys I guess you know you're teaching the same you have a lot of skill building a lot of expertise goes into teaching your clients and if they want to take it further they can yeah. if they yeah. want to train on their own they've still got the tools to do that or if they want to go to a higher level they can keep training with you guys or they might even give it a go not quite do it right or not be happy with their results and still come back for some maintenance stuff yeah. so it's I think it's very similar yeah. what you guys are it all depends on the client and what their sort of end goals are. Okay. 
Yeah, but both clients come in, hopefully we can get them sorted and move through that issue, but some clients are going to need a regular check-in yeah, check yeah, over yeah, their yeah. lifetime. Yeah, 100%. Yes. 100%. Bit he's quiet. Oh yeah, he's a bit quiet today. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, cool. Look, I just want to. I'll, I'll get started and um, basically say that I've taken. I'm taking part in a push-up challenge, trying to raise awareness for mental health. Oh, my that sounds exciting. Um, I started that three days ago. Um, so the cause is the push-up challenge. That's what the um, company's called. Um, and it's basically, yeah, just raising awareness for mental health out there. Um, it's pretty cool. Like every day there's a certain amount of push-ups that you need to partake in. Okay. Um, and that resembles a number based on mental health. Okay, yep, yep. yep. Um, so I read out a couple of little facts. So, you know, day one was 115, and that was... Uh, representing 115 headspace locations okay. in Australia. Do you have to do it in one cool. hit or can you space it you out? You can space it out yeah. um, over the day. Um, in saying that, I've just been trying to pump it out in one hit. So you Obviously just... breaking it up, not 115. Oh, I was going to say, you're punching out yeah. 115. Respect. Maybe not. I hope you could do that. I probably could. Nah. Um, anyway, day two, 177. So... That represents estimated 17.7 million visits to GPs in relating to mental health. That wow. is amazing. Yeah. In yeah. 2018, that alone. That's massive. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd, again, you'd have, you'd have to check the data and the stats, but my understanding is that mental health has now become the, most, the biggest item that people come in to see GPs for ahead of other yep. medical stuff. Yep. Uh, yep. Again, you have to check the data. I can't say it's 100% right, but I'm pretty sure it is. That, yeah, people coming in with, with mental health issues, needing support from their GP has become the biggest issue that they're coming in for. Massive. Which is just incredible. Massive. And going on that stat, it's costing uh, Australians an estimated $60 billion every, wow. every year. Wow. That's, I mean, it's costing us more, isn't it? It's costing us lives. Well, it's so. costing us lives at the end yeah, of the day, of yeah. course, but um, mm. they're big numbers. They're huge numbers, but also what what's probably not well understood is that there's, there, there is a multiplier effect in spending the mental health money up front. So if you're getting early, really solid mental health, early to people when the problems start arising, they can likely get better sooner, they're, they're less likely to have such severe episodes of mental health distress, you get you get better out, more likely to get better outcomes for them and they get back into their lives and being more productive for the community sooner. Yep. And so yep. if you're trying to cut corners on the mental health budget, you'll find that you'll end up, if, you don't, if you're not spending effective amounts of money to support mental health needs early, you're actually going to end up paying a lot more further down the track yeah. when people unravel and they can't get the help they need and the problems become much, much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's just my understanding of it. I'm sure there's data to back that up, but that, that's the general understanding in the, in the field at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's huge amounts of money. It's massive, yeah. But even by increasing that, which sounds like an even more ridiculous amount of money, but by increasing that and getting to people sooner, earlier with better care, you're actually going to be a far, spending far less money overall for things like, you know, prisons and homelessness and domestic violence exactly. and, yep. and all yep. of those other things, policing and all the rest of it that take up such take a huge load on the system. Yeah, it will even out, won't it, yeah. And the, the, high, the highest benefit, of course, is in the quality of people's lives, saving lives, keeping the community, you know, um, operating well and in a healthy way. That's that's the highest achievement we can aim for. Yeah, yeah. 
That's the biggest thing. Um, there's a little story I'll touch on shortly after I saw last night actually. But um, the last one that I want to, the last stat that this is for day four. So this will be tomorrow, um, and I won't go any more after that. But this one here, which I think refers to you a bit more. So Australians are entitled to six to ten visits to a clinical psychologist every year. To a clinical or other registered psychologist. A clinical yep. psychologist, yeah. Um, and they're covered up to the value of one hundred twenty-four dollars fifty per session. Yeah, that. Okay, so what you've got is you've got two t you've got two tiers, and we're still not sure why that's the case. But basically, if someone goes to their GP, they they can get a Medicare rebate at around about one hundred and twenty five. The rates have just slightly shifted. Around about one hundred and twenty five dollars per session comes back for ten sessions. If you see a non clinical psychologist, which is a registered psychologist in any other specialty strand. Um, or just a generalist psychologist who's registered, then you get about $85 back per session for up to 10 sessions. But again, there's huge pressure at the moment on the the government and the Medicare system and from mental health organisations to say that that 10 sessions is is fundamentally insufficient for the average mental health need. Now, for some minor issues it might be, but generally people that have got, you know, sorts of issues that require them to come in and see a psychologist, Generally, six to ten sessions is really only just starting to get get things started and, and starting to get like the treatment underway. Yeah, I think yeah. you know, and again, please check the data. I'm, I'm not 100 percent with this, but like I believe that there are some medical mental health conditions where psychiatrists are able to get I think up to 50 sessions rebated wow. through Medicare and that sort of thing. And so I believe there's talk now of increasing the amounts for some mental health conditions that are more severe, such as you know, schizophrenia, bipolar, that sort of thing, and allow them to go up to 40 sessions possibly for psychologists. But all of that's still in play. All of that, none of that's been legislated yet. Yep. But also the, the amounts of rebate are fundamentally insufficient. It sounds like a lot of, a lot of money, but that's like given that the, the, the recommended rate for a psychologist is above $250 an hour, most of them can't charge that because of the, the market won't take that, people can't afford that. But also what you're suggesting is here is that the, the rebates are still fundamentally insufficient for psychologists providing a specialist service. And so the, where that's becoming a problem is that the people that do need to see a private psychologist are, are having to pay that gap themselves. Yeah, and yeah. it's a huge financial burden. It's expensive, doesn't it? Very expensive. Even if they're getting a rebate for 10 sessions and they need more, they're still having to pay out of pocket and it becomes a major, major problem for people that don't have the resources no. to pay for a private psychologist. Yeah, and that's um, and that probably goes into... Uh, there's a story I saw on the project last night. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was about a, a girl... Um, was suffering from mental health originally she was suffering from anorexia right went yeah. to hospital for anorexia that led into basically mental health issues um she would basically beg with the nurses to not let her go home because she was scared of what she was going to do with herself um there was one case prior to that where she got a butcher's knife and tried to basically cut her throat and her dad jumped in and saved her from that okay. um but they basically said look we're you know we're not here to you know, we don't have the resources to just keep people in a hospital. Yeah. So therefore, they ended up sending her home. Yeah. Um, long story short, she ended up stabbing one of her best friends. Yeah. Okay. Um, because she didn't take her psych meds, and now yeah. she's spending 13 years in jail. Yeah. Okay. 20. I think she's 20 something. I, I didn't age. see the story, but that sounds like that the, there was what's called comorbidity, which means that there was an eating disorder along with some other mental health issues yeah, at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Look, the, the, any eating disorder is treated as extremely high risk within the psychology community. I'm not sure where she was being treated. Um, 
but again, it's a very severe disorder. It mm. takes a long time to treat. Sometimes, um, you know, it needs a lot of support for a long period of time. But if there's other mental health is- issues in there as well, look, ideally, you know, if they had the resources, they could have you know unlimited inpatient care until there's stabilisation. But that can take months yeah. and months. Um, and so, you know, so she accessed what was available. In, in some cases, I know it wasn't a good outcome for her, but she was fortunate to have a home to go back to because a lot of people are released and there's nowhere to go. They, they hit the streets or they're homeless or you know, go yeah. back into bad environment. That sounds a really tra- tragic situation. Um, and there's no one that, win- that wins from that, you know. No. That's what I'm saying. If there'd been enough spent up front to give her a supported environment. And that's what the you know, story was about, basically, yep. saying, you know, there's not enough resources, not enough help, yep. you know, uh, should be investing more into helping people opposed to now she's going to be in jail so we're essentially paying for her to be in jail yeah and what does it cost for 13 years jail to her the loss of productivity in the community and that i mean that's that's a tragic tragic story but unfortunately i would imagine they said it's not uncommon i mean that's a severe example but it's not uncommon sure yeah the people's treatment are cut short and um can I just add in here, I know that I said this last time, but because we're talking about really heavy duty topics yep. involving harm, harm to others and that sort of thing, can I just throw a couple of numbers out for anyone listening? Um, so I don't want to hijack the conversation, but just letting you know if, if anything we're talking about is in any way distressing to you or it's upsetting to you or you're feeling very uncomfortable and you need to talk to someone about it, I just want to throw some numbers out at you that are going to be helpful. Um, so look, if you're experiencing a situation that's life-threatening or you're seriously concerned about someone's life or well-being, then just call emergency triple O. Um, you can call, if you're worried about your mental health, the mental health line on one 800 of course, you can call Lifeline, which we've talked about before, which is 131114. Uh, you can also talk to, if you're having mental health issues or you're worried about anxiety, depression, or anything else that's significant for you, uh, Beyond Blue, uh, 1300 4636. And also, the other one I recommend is the Suicide Callback Service. So if you're feeling um, that there's any risk of self-harm or you're feeling significantly hopeless and you need to talk to someone, uh, the number for them is 1300 659 467 and I just say overall if you're feeling upset or distressed or worried about your well-being or mental health just talk to someone let them know and ask for help that's the main thing so all those numbers are there just reach out if you need it and I just had to throw that in because we are talking about some quite heavy stuff at the moment very important yeah. um, that that uh, story you were talking about from last night is absolutely tragic and and this is the problem it's 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 hard to say by spending a lot more money i mean even if we doubled the budget to 100 you know, 150 billion or 120 billion on mental health it's hard to show the direct benefits we'll get from that but it would be phenomenal you know mm-hmm. but what we're, we're still not addressing is why why is there this huge need why is it taking so much money in in modern day-to-day life that all of a sudden we're needing so many resources for mental health and how is it suddenly that mental health has become the primary presenting issue to GPs mm-hmm. now it's you know and I'm not going to be able to answer that with you here but that's another fundamental question we also have to ask how, how much do you think lifestyle has an effect on it as far as like nutrition and things like there was like there's another stat in there saying that high sugar intakes were um, related to higher cases of mental health um, like did you, have, did you is it do you know not much about the like the food side of it in, in terms of mental health? Look, I, I can't say in any way I can offer any, any kind of an informed opinion on that other than 
I, I do know that when people's mental health starts to wobble, generally their nutrition and diet suffers, and that can accelerate the kind accelerate, of downward yeah. spiral. Yeah. Um, and so, as I've said, you know, to you guys before, one of the fundamental things we we do is talk to people about their self care, and that includes adequate and proper nutrition, you know, sleep and physical activity, and just making sure that they're getting all that basic self care. And so, the the first thing we say is, are you, you know, are you having too much caffeine, too much sugar, too, yeah. you know, too much crap food, are you having enough you know, good quality, high nutrition food? Um, and so it's almost a little bit chicken and egg. It's like if someone's eating really badly and not with good nutrition, then they're probably more likely to be unable to cope with stresses as well. Yeah, and they're course. probably yeah. less likely to be sleeping as well and not not having the optimum effects from physical activity. So that can kick the system out of whack. Yeah. Yeah. But also in recovering, you know, because mental health is such a physical experience as well, yeah, we always suggest that people optimise their nutrition on the on the recovery trajectory as well. But also, mate, there's a lot of research coming out now, and I'm in no way an expert on this, but there's a lot of research coming out now suggesting that our gut bacteria well, has a significant link to some of the mental health disorders and how, how well they're doing or not doing. And it's absolutely starting to boggle the mind how much of a connection there is. Well, I was about to mention that because with the vagus nerve, which is our main nerve, actually comes runs through our gut from our toe, I think it is, uh, and come direct, comes directly into our brain. Right. So that our gut microbiome affects our vagus okay. nerve dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like 70 or 80% of our immunity starts in our gut. Yeah, okay. So it's all, and it definitely all is related. And that's why I was you know, asking is what your opinion is with that. Because personally, I think it's a huge thing. I think um, the gut side of things and the nutrition side of it is a huge thing. Um, it's only just before I was actually telling Mel, like myself, I get I suffer bad anxiety and I notice it when I eat certain foods. Right. Okay. And when I drink too much coffee. Yep, sure. Okay. I, I I suffer and and he was and he'll, you know, say what So were there, what sort but, what sort of foods would you find that on? Like think things with like I like think there's I think that there's a, there's a, there's two separate little factors in the in what and I I can concur with Luke, he um he said that multiple times you might sporadically eat something, not feel very good and anxious, but then there's a different thing of your eating because you're feeling anxious. There's two different kind of scenarios. And to be honest, we don't know anything about the gut bacteria and stuff. So every person would just say that we have no, we don't know enough, enough about it to even have a, a proper conversation. Well, in general, I understand that. I think people, we're gonna find the answer. You know, we're looking for abstract things. You know, we're looking for research when there's so many of the common things we can do and we're not doing that stuff and we're worrying about our gut bacteria. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I'm really passionate about. And, you know, food's important. Gut, gut health is important. Mental health is important. Um, so and I think people look at... Well, I think people are looking... They're, 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 as I said, they're walking over... They're worrying about picking up cents and they're walking over the dollars. They're worrying about the smallest things that, you know, and the, and the impact of things don't have anything to do with it much to do with it relationships are more important than food you eat um have a good sex life is more important than the food you eat having connection is more important than the food you eat you know we're healthier than we are 50 years ago we're much healthier you know so i disagree with that oh. research but not we're we're the, yeah. the most obese rates in in the world currently due to the western diet that's because research is that's because people are eating eating worse food but we're able now but the quality of food. So we're technically unhealthy. Yeah, but you're looking at the we're look, you're looking at the person that's eating McDonald's every day. You're not looking for the generalized person that has a ability to be healthy. 
but there's not many with the amount of processed sugar and the amount of processed. But you're putting foods, you're but you're putting that stuff in your mouth, and you're putting that stuff in your yeah, mouth because is, but, you're. But I'm but, talking and that, exactly, and but, I just I agree. But, we, we agree. It's what. Be chasing. Are we chasing the carrot? Are we are we chasing the carrot? But you got to think now. Like, it is the fact that okay, all we've got the most obese rates in the world, and now we've got okay. the most mental health cases. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. When someone goes to the pub and gets hammered, why? Are you blaming alcohol? Are you like are you? Oh, it's no, their but, choice. No, are you, no, but that's, no, that's not a choice. What I'm trying to you're blaming alcoholism isn't what's making that person drink. Alcohol is not making that person go and drink alcohol. Alcohol's not the killer. The addiction's the killer. But what exactly correct? So that's the problem. So we're exactly yeah. So we're going to stop worrying about those small things and actually kill what we're worrying about. Yeah, and that's complex though because it could be social anxiety. Well, yeah, it's everything. Feel connected. It's everything. So isolation. So it's everything. I think that you know, there's and I've I've, I'm gonna start in a second tell the story I've experienced the last um, last two months and it's um you know it's something that's I know we filmed the pod, uh, pod, last podcast session and we spoke about this kind of stuff, but recently I've had um, the sadness of dealing with someone that's committed suicide. And, you know, it's it's just made me think about things a whole lot differently, like my life, people's lives, things around me. Um, and this person, uh, he came to my house multiple times. He was a really good, really good kid. I'm not going to say exactly the relationship he was to the family um, out of respect but um someone important to you yeah definitely definitely he was um a young guy 25 years old um and he committed suicide and um that's fucked it's it's fucked yeah that's that's fine mate but um you know it just it's it's blown my mind you know what, what blew my mind was just initially the um when we went to the funeral was the support he had um, the mad people actually loved him, you know, and that's um, and then it co- makes me kind of think. And I know I'm really passionate. I'm like I made looks like my brother, and I really agree with things with how loves the gut health and the food and stuff like that. But I don't think it's important. I don't. I really. I don't. I don't think it's as important in 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 this conversation to mental health as it is to other things. I think that. When we tend to go addictive gambling, and I've I've had experience problems with that kind of stuff. Um, people, you know, the modern day people, what they do every weekend after a big shift at work, what they do, fire drinks, let's fucking party, let's get a stimulant. That's and that's and that's the culture we live in, and that's and that's where I think we really need to start addressing things. Um, just some stats that blew my mind away. Um, we can't find people for committing suicide with demerit points. We can't, and that is the biggest killer. Men's suicide kills double the road, the, the road toll nationally. Kills double the men. But we're finding people for fucking speeding in a school zone or making turning left at a fucking traffic light or a U-turn. You know, and it's a fucking joke. And, then, and that's something I'm actually, I'm actually fucking so passionate about. Unfortunately, Luke, that lady we spoke to, the same thing happened to James. He went to hospital the night before and they turned, but they, well, I'm gonna say they turned away. He went home and he committed suicide. Mm-hmm. So it, it blows my mind 
that the government we live in and then then you know, in australia and stuff we worry about all this stupid shit fucking parking officers and we worry about the, the small little things yet there's aussie guys and you know women too committing suicide that's it's highly more more likely with males and it happens so often it's cancer isn't the biggest killer in australia it's suicide yep. it is suicide yep. it, it it cripples it it hammers it it, it, it hammers it and you see it on a day-to-day basis and we've spoken in the last the last podcast but mate it's a fucking epidemic it's it's so it's so unbelievably damaging to a society and the people yeah and the yeah. people and we, people we lose and and the rates are increasing it's the, not actually and the rates decreasing. are increasing and i like i'm just you know and it, it really made me like my old shadow for two weeks after it like wasn't my like yeah it's like um you know, I re- and unfortunately, you know, when we'll be younger, naive and silly, like we often think suicide is a selfish thing. And I can understand that. I can understand how we think suicide is a selfish thing. But when someone's seriously depressed, um, the they, they, no, well, they think they're, a, they think they're a worry, a hassle to people around them. And, and they're not, and they, they, they think that. And when someone thinks that, then people are better off without me. It's a sacrifice. It's, it's they're sacrificing themselves and and that's the amount of pain they're feeling and you know being at the funeral um i had three four hundred people there yeah. you know my whole family was there um he was loved the the guy was actually really loved and everyone that came up and said how much they respected him and loved him um he was a really smart guy yeah. i'm um, actually got a i didn't even know this he got he was he got a uh a um, scholarship to Knox or Knox was it Knox New Newington or Shaw or Shaw one of the G- GPS schools. Sorry, I can't remember um, one of the GPS schools. And they you have got to be extremely intelligent, extremely gifted, and be you know and they a good fucking person. And he was a, James is a great person. Um, and I messaged him the night before. I offered if he ever needed any help, and you know, and unfortunately he didn't take me up on it. Unfortunately he didn't take me up on it. Um, Mate, what, what you're experiencing is so common with this and it's fucking terrible. And that yeah. is, you know, you know, a lot of people want to know, you know, why, why, you know, and, and why, why is this happening? But also what they want to know is what they, they will often really, really, really seriously ruminate on this for a long, 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 long time. And that is, could I have done more? Did I miss something? Did I not... Mm. give enough did I not care enough did I not love enough yeah. was, was there something else I, I could have done to stop this somehow mm. you know somehow I could have been a better friend or I could have been there at a different time and there's no real answer to that it's very very difficult yeah. to come to terms with yeah. um, and that's a really common thought and like even things like that which is you know um, you know, I, I spoke to him the day before and he seemed okay or you know I, I said oh let's catch up next week and he seemed fine and, and un- unfortunately when people have sometimes look, some people just will do this have been thinking about it and do it spontaneously or some people will kind of 
think about it and then kind of decide to do it and then have a time frame well, and sometimes people don't realize but actually sometimes people's mental health and mood can actually improve before they choose to commit suicide because they're experiencing a sense of relief that they can see an end to their suffering and so it can actually be really tricky when you say but i thought he was okay it looked like things were getting better and then he suddenly he, he committed suicide and so there's a lot it's a very complex thing where it's difficult to mm. understand all the mechanisms and so i say to people it's very there's no you can't blame yourself that you didn't do enough love enough you weren't there because it's it's very very difficult even for professionals sometimes to pick up all the warning signs yeah. and what to do and keep in mind some people choose to be secretive about it so yes it's important to talk to someone about it if you think that you're worried about it um, a lot of people think if i talk to them about self-harm then i'm more likely to cause it it's actually the opposite yeah. but some people that go on to choose to self-harm and are successful with that they sometimes don't want to let people know because they don't want it they don't want an intervention or they don't want to cause mm. people trouble so i guess what i'm hearing from you and i'm, I'm so sorry this has happened but the grief process through this is very complex oh, yeah. and the mechanisms are complex. Yeah, so yeah, it's definitely. unsettling, mate, that, yeah. that's, that's unfortunately the experience of it. Yeah, it's just, um, it's extremely sad, man. Uh, yeah, that sort of crossed my mind what you're saying about for like a couple of days, but you know, he had a lot of experience after he had a lot of mental health issues going up. Um, and it's a complex, for me, you know, you see all those effects of it when it comes to that point. For me, I think most of it's a compounding thing. It's a compounding, you know, you know, everyone has a bad day, you know, but it's multiple bad days and they'll be able to talk about it and it's pressure and you're releasing the pressure and eventually, you know, you know it gets it takes people to that level where they, you know, they feel um, there's nowhere else to turn. Yeah. Um, and that's why I don't think we, we, we worry, like, that's why, you know, if you talk about food, stuff I don't think that's a problem I, I, that's just, that's my personal opinions that's my that's my personal opinion of things I think we look for the fucking most complicated thing rather than doing something daily the most simple things it's free to talk to someone when we put the onus on ourselves to fix issues we want to be told what to do that's human psychology PTs we want to be told what to do. everyone says I don't want to be told what to do we want to be told what to do we, we need that's that comes with structure and discipline and things like that um and then, you know, we Luke touched on the like uh, where, where we are in society today, how the effects of the roles we play, and it definitely does. But it makes me think like, why do people going to spiral of why they feel depressed? You know, why they get the mental health issues? And I've sort of come back to like a skill set that we could teach someone with anything in life, and it's patience. And it sounds kind of silly, but you know, I've we want instant gratification for where we, are, where we are in life and to make things better. You know, we want to, you know, achieve things in life with social media and all those kind of things. I've experienced it too. You know, we, we want, we just, we're chasing the, what that, you know, the goal or let's be happy, you know. Some people, they're not happy where they are in life. But they could be doing a lot better than most people, like realistically, they think they are. But then how do we actually teach someone that you can get better? It's a day by day thing whatever your situation is and just have patience and delay the gratification you know that's what we want we want instant gratification every situation a drug addict wants to get better straight away you know a guy playing a perky wants to win straight away win the jackpot you know it's it's like with footy we go for it's little things like it's I know it's like just having patience to understand you can get better um, and working and developing a plan for that you know um, 
and that's the biggest skill set most people I think can talk can can learn is just patience the situation you are and admitting that you need to help you, you're not going to be better tomorrow um, so you are, can you, get are you sort of saying help people to embrace the process definitely rather than sort of demanding an outcome definitely and that, and, that, and that the actual journey itself the process itself is is the aim definitely to refine the process be uh, I don't know attuned to the process rather yeah. than just saying I'm demanding an event because yeah. patience you know people like I think patience is there's a you know compound discipline discipline is a bit is an aggressive kind of term like it's aggressive it's an aggressive wording like it's, it demands a lot of you but the thing with, with patience is aggressive but it's also soft it's accepting where you are and you're working towards something you know um do you think society has a big... I think we touched on this last podcast, but I think and the fact that maybe everyone's so self-absorbed with the pressure of society these days, do you think that comes back and has a big factor? Like, I, I think... I totally agree with what you're saying, but I, I think there's multiple factors involved. Like you said, it could be the nutrition, the society. I think there's multiple factors. Like, opposed to just pinpointing one thing, I think there's definitely... Oh, there is. There's multiple, there's multiple factors, things. Yeah. Which is involved, and that's why you almost got to sort of nut down it's, each it's, one individually. Um, but also, you know, if I said to you, what's the simplest solution to physical training? You'd say, well, we'll have, have a disciplined, uh, have a disciplined, consistent approach and clean up your diet. Like, you know, like yeah. if, if you do those two factors, that's as simple as it gets, is clean up your diet. We, we focus, work out, we, boom, you get fo- we focus on the outcome yeah. Yeah, more so. Like we, we focus on like the outcome so much more than what we need to do. If we follow some basic things, like some five, so five key things every day. Like just a couple of key things every day to create order in life, to create structure, to create do this, do that. Like the thing with food is like I know it sounds stupid, man, but get up early, meal prep your food. Then you're taking away the opportunity for you to buy fast food. You know, like things like um, it's just creating. Don't habits. don't put yourself. So that's delayed gratification. That's well, saying I'm going to spend well, time now. Yeah, and don't put yourself in situations. Yeah. And you know, often I find with most people it's like. They, they, they're doing like there's not many people I'd, I'd say there's only a few people I'd say it's not um, that have everyone's got the ability to become have mental health issues and have depression and stuff like that but I think 95% have created that environment for themselves 95% of the people have created that environment to feel depressed and mental health I don't want to offend anyone but they have they, 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 they it's, it's created they've created that environment around themselves that puts them in a situation where they're not going to feel good harsh reality of it I've gone through it and I've looked back at my situations I didn't make my life easy in the times I was down when I was down for example people I don't tend to go eat bad fast food that, that's that's a byproduct they're going to they're gonna emotionally eat so they're already in that situation automatically but if you trace that back for example they're an abusive partner who they shouldn't be with and they stay with their friends have told them to leave or a girl or a guy most guys girls stay with a fucking abusive partner or it doesn't be physically me mentally they're not happy they'll stay with that person then that night they'll go out get shit faced with the, the girls they'll tend to they'll, they'll go on alcohol go on drugs and it's a spiraling effect but the harsh reality of it that goes on for years and years and years emotional abuse drug abuse you know you know who knows 10 years down the path down the path no, they do self-harm. They're abusive for their kids. It, it, it leads to the situation where that can happen. So what, what is happening in that moment, do you think, that they're choosing one course of action over another? 
Well, I think it comes back to this very start that we can, if you really think about things you do in life, if you really think hard back your child, most, as you've come, if you face problems in your life and you can really down, whether good or bad, you can down a key moment in your life. There's key moments in your life that you think back, like that shaped me, that changed me. Um, we spoke about this, I've never thought about it, about my coach, Rob Johnson. I've not thought about that moment. Luke's, Luke's said, I want to do this podcast tonight and Luke had to think about what he want to talk about and I was like sort of on the spot. And at that moment, I've never thought about that moment about why, what changed my life. And it was Rob Johnson. When I was 14 years old, he showed belief in me. And I got real, I got, it was actually, I was so surprised. I traced that back to the moment when I, he showed belief in me and that's, I never knew why I, I liked helping people as much as I'd like, I like help people in training. Because I was I was in charge of my physical my capacity. I worked fucking hard, and Rob showed a bit of belief in me, mm-hmm. and from that's why I like training people because like I wanted you know I want to show belief in people, and that that moment shaped my life. There's moments in your life when you've done shit fucking things in your life, and you go back. It's like well this moment like I made you know made the wrong decision, you know it, you made the wrong decision. It's a spiraling effect. That, and that's that's where I really think they trace and maybe and then come back to this that that girl had no didn't have a strong network of people around her friends she could talk to she couldn't talk to her mother or father you know maybe that's that's how spirals the whole thing spirals down for me mate I th- look I think that it's probably a lot more complex than that and I do think that some people I mean I think there are some mental health that irrespective of what you do it's going to be a very serious challenge and require a lot of support and medication some people may have a susceptibility to certain mental health, um, you know, predisposition to certain men- mental health, um, you know, diagnoses or disorders, and their personal choices around how they're managing their lives may or may not kick kick that into actually occurring. But also, mate, that you can have combinations of events where, you know, you have people that might have that predis- family predisposition, they've had a traumatic or difficult childhood, they've never had a mentor say they believe in them, um, you know, they're from a low socioeconomic background where there's, you know, not enough support okay, or whatever. Why? And then it's not so much about the choices suicide, they're making, but they've been hammered yeah. from the get-go. So suicide, I mean? socioeconomic background, mm-hmm. suicide in first world countries is, it, it is so much higher than third world countries. So I don't believe in that. I don't believe in social media. Um, that's just my thoughts and stuff because the actually data actually the data actually supports that too. So then I should have said a low socioeconomic background within our culture and e- economy and within our country. Yeah, but because we're talking about comparatively. So well. that's when it comes back down to like Luke said, we're forced to think that we're not good enough, aren't we? Really, like if you look at social media and stuff and the environment around, there's so much pressure. There's so much pressure. There's so much pressure on us. Yeah. So that's like when they say, you know, the most people go to India. You want to tell me? They're the happiest people in the world. Keep, keep in mind also that they, they have spent a lot of time trying to escape from the caste system where people were born into a certain social category and they were stuck in that for the rest of their life. And so there were like servant classes and there were work, you know, like, you know, kind of working classes. And I don't know the names of the caste, but then there was the ruling caste and then there were yeah. ultra elite caste. So they might appear to be happier now, but for a lot of their history, people were born into a certain category of status and they were stuck there for life and they couldn't intermarry up or down yeah. or they were shamed for just, you know, associating with us. Yeah. So keep in mind that that might be a new phenomenon yeah. for India, but it has come through a very difficult trial yeah. of yeah. the caste system. Yeah. So I'm not saying that's not Oh accurate, yeah, 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 definitely. It must have been a very hard one process to get there. And some yeah. of it still might exist today. 
they even say like when people walk in the streets of India, they're they're poor, they're eating with their hands, they're bare, they've got no clothing, and they're smiling, man. Well, I said that they're about smiling, Greece. Smiling, mate. Back from and like my father, yeah, that's right. Like yeah, my, yeah. my father came here; when he was twenty years old. Like my and like you go back to Lebanon, you go back to countries that are struggling. You're so much appreciative. And we come from Australian Sydney, especially, mate. We have got nothing else to strive for because we live in the best country in the world, in the best city in the world, in the best area in the world. Well, the beaches. This is like a holiday. Like we, like it's it's hard. We look around. We human beings. We strive for more. We want to get stronger. We want to get bigger. It's, but, it's all about social comparison and status. It is, and that. Yeah. But for us, really, let's be honest here. Right now in Sydney, we look at rich and famous people because like that's that's probably like the next. We live in the best area. It's hard for us to. That, and, and yet, you know, we, we might aspire. I, I certainly don't. But you might aspire no, to know, be yeah. wealthy or uh, pop, popular or famous or whatever. But that comes with huge amounts of downsides. Could, well. could so definitely. We're almost looking at definitely. always over the fence. And and they've got it better. Yeah. They've got it better. Yeah. Sure, fact they well, don't. Well, the grass is always greener where you water it. The grass is always greener where you water it. You know, that's a, that's a thing too. Yeah. So come and do some gardening at my place, buddy. <laughs> I'm hearing from you also, Mel, and it's a very normal experience of, you know, when, when someone we know who's close to us has passed away, mm. then we do review, we review things and it's very confronting and shit gets real very quickly. Hugely. And so we get very frustrated with the day-to-day bullshit and we get frustrated with so much other crap going on. And I think it's a really important process for us to go through that and actually start to distill our life down into what's fundamentally actually important. And I think some of the things you mentioned are actually the case. It is. It's about relationships and, you know, good health, you know, if we've got the, the benefits and the resources for that and, you know, how we approach what we do in life and how to express what we do in life, you know, and how do we give back to others. And it brings a lot of this crap we do with day-to-day back into yeah. perspective. And I think a lot of people say, well, how do we, how do we live more centered and with more patience and and not have to deal with so much bullshit yeah and so how and like how often Perez like we've experienced this you'll come back from a holiday you'll eat all the bad food you'll drink alcohol and you'll come back leaner you'll come back stronger stress 110% 110% and I said but I said that two years ago when I come back yeah you'll come back and you could you want you focus on your relationships you're you're there's so much low so much less pressure on yourself and that's like my whole thing with, which is like, I think we just, the people around you are so important. I've said that I could be, if I had, if I was, honestly, if I was a Garbo, there's nothing wrong with being a garbage person, you doing whatever you want. respect, mate. Yeah, mate, so 100%. Yeah, but yeah. like, people like, mate, they ha- look like they are having the funnest time. They look like, like honestly, so I could clean, I could clean toilets with you beside me and have a bit of fun. If I clean with Patty, that'd be fun too. I was working with Patty. It was just a fucking laugh. So you guys having fun. It was just a fucking laugh. Too, so I know that's true. Yeah. Look, screaming. Were you cleaning the showers? Uh, together? Was, was, this, yeah. It's good, wasn't it? We you were sounding happy. Yeah, details. <laughs> <Yeah. right? laughs> no, but it's, it's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's I, people around you, and I think there's so many factors. I, I don't... And that's why it's such a complex subject, and that's why your job does is so important, because it is such a complex subject. Like, there is so many factors that you need to touch on. You know what I mean? It's not like you can go, okay, like for us, most of the time, the people are overweight is because they're not eating right, right? Or, or because they're it's not eating right. It's a can of worms. Worms. It's, a, it's a fucking can of worms. But I think for your subject, there's so many different, comp- like little 
factors with, involved with it, and it's hard to really nut down and get to the main issue. Look again, it's it is complex, um, and it is a, it is a big ball of string at times. Um, and you know, it, as I said, it is about being a bit of a detective and an investigator. But also, you'll find that if you create an environment that's trusting and respectful with the client, and with with really authentic, loving heart, give them the opportunity to talk about their issues, you'll find that stuff unpacks. Do, do you know what I mean? And so, yes, it's difficult, and you need to ask questions and investigate things. But also, once the client feels comfortable in the environment, you know they're often happy to talk about it. And as you talk, common themes come out, and we come back to similar things, or we find out what the issues are. So, look, yes, there is a lot of complexity. But when you get in that zone, like you guys also experience with your clients, when you're working with a client and you guys feel comfortable together and it's a respectful, trusted environment, then it kind of has a bit of magic to it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not saying it just magically happens because it's a lot of hard work in mental health on both sides. And a lot of time. As and, well. and a lot of time, and it does take time. And, you know, that's a good point that you bring up. You know, it's very rare that people come in with anxiety or depression or relationship issues or anything that's going on, you know, and we talk about six or ten sessions. Like, that's not enough to really... You know, for most cases, to get fundamental things sorted yeah. out, you know, you, you need sometimes to meet with a client every couple of weeks for a year to, to make huge progress because things in life generally happen slowly when you're trying to, you know, if you've had an issue that you've been wrestling for 20 years or 10 years, 40 years, whatever, you're not going to fix it in six sessions. You know, it takes time. Um, but, but yeah, look, it is complex at times, but also, like you guys with experience, you know, we talk about this concept of bum hours in the seat. You know, and so you do your training, you get your university degree, you do all the experience with organisations, etc. But there's no substitute for just lots of bum hours in the seat. It's experience. So, yeah, talking talking to there's people. A, there's so. only so much, uh, you know, university or like the textbooks are great to start with. You, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. and I've said that even with our industry, like yeah, you know, you can go, you get qualified as a personal trainer in one year, six months. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's coming back to working with people and the experience you get from working with people with different cases is where you're going to learn the Absolutely. Most. And people are working hard, not just for themselves, but because of their relationship with you guys. They want you to respect them, be proud of them, you know, show belief in them, and people will work hard for their personal trainers when they respect them. It's, it's 100%. It's building that relationship. Absolutely. Mm. It's, about, it's about wanting to change too. I think... Beth wanting to change and be willing to work for it and set realistic things. Bill, can I ask you what might be a difficult question, but I think it's an important one. Yep. And you don't have to, of course. Mate, I ref- don't ref- like ref- What's that, I don't man? like being Dorian. I'm sorry, you're married. That's, that's funny. That's, <laughs> not how, that's not how you keep talking. Yeah. Um, that's like you're up on the back. Uh, <laughs> yes. Like cleaning a chunky boob of carpet. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know how my back actually, mate. PG mate, rated, um, always PG rated. <laughs> and, and, and it's 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 not it's not meant to be a tough question, you know. So it's not mega tough, but it's more a sense of when you reflect on losing your friend recently, and I'm sorry that that happened. I know how upsetting that is, and you were reflecting on getting real with yourself in your life. Yep. Is there one thing in particular you said I want to do it differently, or I've neglected that, or I want to do more of that? Hundred percent. What what would are you okay to share that with us? Oh, definitely. I want to help. I want to help. Um, mm, there's been there's been heaps of things, man. Yeah. Like there've been heaps of things. Like I'm going away now for going away for a couple of months. Um, I think it's like living in the present and enjoying myself. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. Having more fun. Yeah. Um, you know, probably, probably just doing the little things that create 
the habits belief. I definitely haven't been myself the last couple of years. Probably, uh, and not, not my standard of person I want to be, and that's my standard. And it's not because outside pressures. I've to be honest, I've lived in, my standards have been not trying to conform to other people's what's of what they want to achieve, but um, I can pinpoint a lot of things and that's happened in my life and, and how I react to those things. Um, heaps of those things. So you're saying you want to be more more present, just De- with yourself, def- def- and definitely not more so reactive to stuff going on around you. Definitely more present to myself. And not, yeah. I wouldn't say I don't know if it's reactive, the kind of word. Just want to probably my biggest thing is like I just want to get back to know exactly what I want to do with myself in my career and my my passions. And you know, I've got a strong passion for health and fitness. I love helping people. Yeah. Um, I love business. I like. I do really enjoy you know creating experiences and creating things, and you know. I think also we've got so much pressure to do one thing, you know, one thing our whole life or be be a trainer or be a P or be a, a psychologist or be, you know, we should just really so be labelled and pigeonholed. Pigeonholed yeah. ourselves and that's something, you know, I think and also, you know, coming close to 30, two more years or probably one, one more year, 15 months will be 30. It's like, I think if I was looking when I was 20 years old where I want to be in my life, I'm not where I wanted to be. If I was, and that's a lot of pressure for myself, like, if I, you know, a lot of people put pressure where they want to be in life, they want to be you know, women, they want to be married with kids and stuff. I wanted to be a bit more financially stable um, than I was. Coming back from a couple of years ago, you know, I had, I had businesses and that was my, I thought that's what I wanted for success to be like. I thought I wanted that, you know, have businesses in like, and I did want, I, I, I kind of feel I did want to be successful. Everyone wants to be successful, but your terms of success is different. Yeah. Um, and from the outside, people were looking going, oh, you got, you know, you're running four shops, but man, I was drowning. I was, I was drowning. Like I had so much pressure and so much stress and compared, and I'm paying the cause and effect of that now because I'm not under that much stress at the moment, but I'm not firing. Yeah. And that's what's really, that's, and that's really bothering me because things when I was younger or a couple of years ago that how much work I was doing, the workload, I was, I was on fire. Like I could do a lot more. Um, and that's what's probably the biggest thing that's I'm struggling with lately. Um, but then it's also happiness, just focusing on the relationships and the people and putting the pressure. And when I say patience, that's something I've really thought about it. And maybe I couldn't actually speak, um, explain it as well as I could in my, my head, but I know my whole life, if I just showed a bit more patience in situations and really did things that what I want to do and just blocked out and was true to myself, most people yeah. are, I would be a whole lot closer to where I want to be and the idea of success in what's in my eyes, in my heart. I know I'd be a whole lot closer. So... I think you put that well, mate. Yeah, yeah so... I get that. I, I just think that people like really don't understand, like, understanding what you really want, like... That's what I've actually thought about later. What do I actually really want in my life and what's going to be the closest thing? And I understand that when you want things in life, you're going to be pressure. You have to, you have to deal with pressure. And that's, that's pressure is a, a good kind of thing, but it's a stable kind of pressure, having good people around you, having conversations like this. Like, well, I love this podcast. Like, this is probably my favorite thing. If empower... Oh, so you rate, you rate yourself? No, I love just talking shit to the microphone to help people. <laughs> um... You know what I mean? And like, if you know, we, me, and Luke have really thought about this and the EMP method and what we want it to be. And you know, it's you know, you know, I'm gonna put my hand up. I'm a very, I'm the hardest person. I've not been the person in the business where I want to need to be. I've not been the business. I know that, and I, I know that I've not been the person. But you know what? It's like I actually can't. I'm like, not that I can't. I can. I 
but I'm not the level where I need to be. I've been focused, done the things, and I'm paying the cause and effect of like 10 years of not showing patience, not doing the things that I really want to do and how I want to act and need to do um, to become this very moment. And Buddy, that's how we learn. Like, yeah, oh, definitely. We've, 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 got to, we've got to get things out of balance sometimes oh, to definitely. reflect on what's brought them out of balance and then yeah, definitely. You know, and, and reset. You, yeah, and you need to sometimes sort of sit back and, and just cop, cop the blame for that. But I think I've, the biggest thing with me I've learned too is like people's opinions that you need to worry about. You know, you don't have to listen to everyone. That's one thing. Don't listen to fucking everyone. That's the biggest thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Mate, if, if, if you've got a trusted inner circle or there's people in your life who you have high respect for. Definitely. You know, that, that are very um, congruent where their yeah. words match their actions and you've got yeah. respect for them, they're people to listen to. Yeah. You know, but there's a whole lot of fluff and bullshit out there you know, demanding our attention, you know, trying to get us off our own journey, you know, derail us. Um, and it's important to listen to that handful of people that you trust and your own inner voice. Because um, when, you, when you listen to your intuition, mate, it's very, it's, which it reflects your values, it's very hard to go wrong. It's hugely yeah. But thank you for sharing that, mate. I, re- I really appreciate oh, no. that. And it sounds like you're very much, you know, in, in a reflection framework, a recovery framework, just kind of, you know, just idling a little bit just to let those thoughts and feelings come through and then getting ready for the next boom. Oh, hugely. I'm a huge yeah. reflector. Look, Lou says, oh, I think, I look like I don't think too much, but I'm like a, like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a deep, deep thinker. And that's is where now that I want to take the, you know, EMP method and stuff like that. Like, I want to be, I've said to Luke, like, multiple times, if we, now I want this to be most, so much more about mental side of things and, and fucking building strong people mentally emotionally spiritually that's what that's what I want to do I want to build fucking like you know I want to build fucking warriors so you're, build, you're talking about starting a cult army is that what you mean yeah it's like the Lebanese oh, army crikey yeah no but seriously I want to make, <laughs> you heard you want it here make first. strong fucking emotionally mentally stable people and when then our, our tool is fitness health fitness it's not training it's just about creating community creating like-minded people like you know what like just getting the same like my people on board because training saved my life um, and that's the biggest thing me come back to the fitness industry like I've like I don't I've said multiple times Luke like we like we probably like to go on online space now we're probably or even a very different kind of what success right now is in the fitness industry we aren't it right now so to speak we will be and we should be um, but you know there's a lot of noise out there and I think it's like fucking the noise and just going after what you want and that's the biggest thing I thought like that's biggest thing people like I think that creates I don't, I'm wrong here a lot of people that, that put this sort of an environment of depression or mental health or things like that like they really want to do something and it sounds they really want to be something they really want to achieve something they really want to be a person you actually can really do it like it it sounds like you can you are capable of a whole lot more than you think um, I went and opened a coffee shop I couldn't even fucking make coffee my yeah, bro- mate, no. you still can't make coffee. Just, just I'm quietly. fucking good at making coffee. I can't do patterns. <laughs> oh. I can make fucking coffee, man. Oh, no. yeah. I've got a good... My father taught me... He, don't worry, I can make fucking yeah. coffee. You like a long black, don't you? But in, in the end... Um, there's so there's so many people like there's so many things I I know to believe this and I truly truly believe this like cause I've gone through so much of this stuff like I've gone through so much of this stuff that 
pinpoint what, why, why, like what you're not happy with, and what are you doing to contribute to that. And even if it's not the biggest thing, if you just do one thing, if you eliminate one fucking thing, one fucking thing from that, just one thing, you're gonna be in a whole lot better place. And if you do that thing multiple times, it's like fitness, mate. I went for a 45 minute walk every day, mate. It changed me. It, like it just cut the stuff down. I agree. It's, it's about taking personal responsibility Take for pers- shit that's yeah. not working. There's things in cabin yeah. life that you can't help. There's a lot of things you can do to help yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, and you can. Yeah, there's so many things you can do. He was quiet there for a while, but look, we can't hey, shut him up now. Go, open, Big Mill. He's opened up. Oh, yeah. Come on, mate. You're on fire. Go all day. Yeah, what else you got for us? Um, tonight, the Star Origin, the, the Blues. I'm footy thinking, chat. We should thinking. do a footy chat with Big Dodds. Oh, yeah, mate, I couldn't name a single person in either oh, team right now. Fuck it, we won't do a footy chat with you. Oh, no, I'm happy to talk about it. <laughs> if all, after this podcast, if, if anything I can tell with someone or all the 27 subscribers to this channel is that... Um, <laughs> 27. We're coming up. <laughs> I haven't. I don't think I've subscribed. Can we make it? Oh, oh my god! Yeah, mate. fuck. Yeah. I've got a just, question for you guys. Let's do footy get, talk. Let's get deep and down on what you want to achieve. Do you reckon if you guys were, were asked to sub in tonight for New South Wales that you could get through it uninjured? In all, in all honesty, I'm yeah. the answer for Luke. Yeah. Luke, one hundred and ten percent could fucking play eighty minutes. I wholeheartedly believe that. Wholeheartedly believe Would that. Would we get a try out of him? Yeah, he'd go for a try. I think he's scoffing. I have it. Yeah, he. But the thing with Luke is, happen. I don't know. It was a three on one, and he could shoot down half to score a try. pass. I think he might scoot. I think he could scoot. I. I think. <laughs> I think. I think he could scoot. I think it would cost the game. <laughs> Love that. But he, and here you reckon you go, big mill? In all honesty, yeah, not very good. <laughs> Far from the fucking line. You're gonna ball fight. If you're gonna ball far from the fucking line, I'll find that fucking line. I'll be like Joey John's a Mad Monday. Okay. <laughs> Mate, how do you reckon you'd go if they, if they called you in to be a ref? Good. Imagine you were on, t- you were on it'd TV. Free flowing, they gave yeah. you the whistle, mate. It'd be you... free flowing. It'd be free flowing. There'd be no penalties. Eye gouge. Be first scrub. Be first scrub. Turn the blind eye. How good? I'd call. Um, It'd be good. It'd be good. Okay. It'd be good. Imagine that. Mate, I wish that happened actually, doesn't You can play. Wish that game was a call. Freeze could fucking play. Mate, I'll tell you what, if I got caught up, I'd run run away screaming. Well, call for Lebanon for the next World Cup. They can't be kicked out of it. Yeah. Down to jail. Jeez. Who are you backing tonight, Dodds? Anyway. Oh, mate, New South Wales. Without a doubt. Um, Yeah, born and bred New South Wales for sure. How much, How much? Oh. 35 plus. Let's pick a number out of your mental health challenge. What's what's your number for today? Today yeah. it was two hundred and thirteen. Right, I'm, I reckon New South Wales to win by a margin of two hundred and thirteen. <laughs> Let's get into it. No, I'm serious. I'll even I'll even put I'll even put a team in power shirt down on it. How about that? Two hundred thirteen. I'm even going to see if someone will take a bet on me on that. I don't know if that's possible. What do they have like? Uh, you talking about? Do they have mercy rules? <laughs> No, no mercy rules. So, guys, you've got this trip coming up. Yep, yep. Do you, other than recreation and just recentering and, and enjoying it, which yep. I know is a big theme for Mill at the moment, which I think is fantastic, is there anything else that you guys want to take from the trip without without it being too serious or heavy? But is there anything else you'd like to kind of talk about or get kind of clear in your heads about or anything else you, you're going to be kind of looking to work on while you're overseas together traveling? Um, to, 
in all honesty, the main gist of the trip, I think, for both of us is just to recharge. Yeah. Um, in saying that, we're going to be spending a week or so in Beirut together. Um, so so you have, have, you, have you been caught up for national service, mate? Well, <laughs> I actually had wars, actually. What did I tell them? I failed the drug test. <laughs> <laughs> Too much estrogen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think in estrogen will obviously be... <laughs> <laughs> Is that estrogen? 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 He did, yeah. <laughs> <legal. laughs> Fucking hell. Being in Beirut... He needs um, a copy. Not one of yours. Leave it on. <laughs> These two muppets beside me. Yeah. Uh, being in Beirut, I think being in a clearer mind space, obviously being a lot more refreshed. Yeah. Um, we will obviously sit down. Um, you know, we were going to do a podcast over there. Awesome. But you know, there'll be chances where we will sit down, and we can't look. We kind of know our direction. We know the direction we want to go in. Um, I think both of us being in a clearer mind state less stressed a bit more refreshed will help with that direction yeah actually yep. to just letting ideas be. come and sit with you and um, floating and yeah yeah like you know mel's you know obviously just going through you know why he, the holiday is going to be so important to him and yeah. i can totally agree because i've actually seen that being his business partner and best mate but for myself as well i think i definitely just need to recharge yeah um it's been two years since i've actually had like a holiday yeah well um, that's and during that time you know been working a lot so i think for both of us it's just going to be great just getting away not really worrying about too much and i think when we get back we can really hit the ground running so it's almost like your agenda is no agenda in a way like we we kind of know the direction we want to go in and it's now just a matter of putting things down yeah and then when we get back actually just making them happen we've kind of been so sporadic the last couple of months like i think i think like we've we've actually like we've tried to do a lot of things and, and nothing's really happened. Like we've tried to like to do a lot of things, but the thing comes down to like I think th- the biggest thing I said, me and Luke, and I've said it multiple times, like if he could have it tomorrow, what would it look like? Yeah. What yeah. would it look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. What would it look like? And that's like everyone's dream life. Okay. So when we when we reverse engineer, I tell everyone like you're so much closer to your goals than you could. You're so much closer to your goals. Like everyone is so much closer to their goals than they they can ever imagine. Everyone in life, and they realize what they want. People put in a mindset they don't need to have this billion-dollar work ethic, okay, and put so much pressure on they not, not they can't do it, but really they only need a $150,000 mindset, you know, and that work ethic to achieve what they want to do. You know, some, the simple things in life, like they don't, not everyone wants to fucking be, you know, Ronnie Coleman or be the fittest man in the world. Like, it's held in fitness goals, but I think in their business too, well, they want another business. Like, I'm sure, like, you know, what you wanted here when I love the office, like you've taken a risk doing sure. this, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Definitely, of course, taking a but risk. But it was a calculated risk doing calcul- something I love doing. Yeah, they love yeah, doing yeah. it, and that's what the situation would be. And you said when you came here, car parks for people, good accessibility, yeah, yeah. coffee shops, good environment. Yeah, yeah. It's what dog friendly. Dog friendly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Luke. Big dog, big dog friendly, big dog friendly. Uh, yeah. uh, but you know, what I mean, I think we're so much. I think when if we an ideal situation, if we put things down on paper, what we really wanted and work towards those things. Yeah, because I think that going into it, like really, I think we had the mindset of having ten thousand people 
on our, on our EMP app and making all this money. Yeah. Well, that's and that's me too. Like we thought we want all these people in my own background, but really like that's nice and like having the money to because when you have financing she gives you the ability to help more people and stuff but the ideal situation is that like we want to help people the best way and what's the best way we know our skill set and sometimes you're looking at your skill set I'm a shit reader Um, I'm terrible with computers if I was trying to be a fucking do algorithms on the computer and and do things like I wouldn't work it's not my skill set my skill set is being with people it's motivating it's educating it's lifting fucking heavy weights and it's just fucking creating an environment and how am I best suited to those those skills to create what AMP is mate and the most powerful force you get is is when you get in the groove and where your passion and your values come together and then the money comes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As long, you know, you, you don't have to make a billion bucks or whatever. And, and it was funny listening to that guest you had who was successful with all the businesses and the motivation stuff. I think he was Best the golfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was saying, oh, look, you know, and it was one, it was wonderful, wonderfully refreshing to hear how casual it was. When he's going, oh, look, it's, he goes, yeah, it's pretty dope having a few million bucks here and there, whatever. He said, but it's not about that for me. That was just something that happened as a result of doing what he loved doing, which was yeah. building services, helping people. Give value. You know, yeah, that's exactly Give value right. to people. Yeah. And like he, that podcast... I actually said when we had interviewed him, like, I listened to that podcast in my cafe and I broke down. I was like, I don't want to, I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing yeah. business cafe. It wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, I was in the outside. I, you know, helped these businesses, but it wasn't where I was meant to, it wasn't where I was, I'm meant to be in business and I believe it's health and fitness and stuff, but I think I've also got a bigger thing is I've sat down, I've told yesterday Luke's, Luke's skill set. In yeah. training and my skill set yeah, yeah. in training in business, it's a lot of it can be back end as well. And having yeah. this mindset to create a business and you know, like Luke is so strong on the floor, and I love training strength on the floor, and I love training people. I fucking enjoy it. But oh, like, mate, I've been on the receiving end of that. Yeah, I've been hammered you. <laughs> yeah, you but did. I've got a big, big mind in the back of business and how to create business, how to get people in, yeah. how do we create community, how do we get people, and I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's just yeah, really about that for me. Recharging, getting recharged. Yeah, and get the passion back and on back on track. Yeah, yeah, mate. I do have another question for you. Luke said that you're going to be taking a short side trip to Ibiza. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. And he said you were aiming for a personal best. What did he mean by that? Personal best. Yeah, that's what he said. You're going to Ibiza <laughs> and you're aiming for a personal best. I don't know. I didn't understand. PB. Yeah, yeah. What, what was that? What's that about? What six hours sleep? What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is it like? Are you going there for like a, a training course, or like what are you, or what what are they doing there? Is it like a bit like small business training course? <laughs> yeah. Or is it like you're doing? You know like what? A, there'll, yeah. be, there'll be a lot of networking happening. Oh, you're networking. Be, right. um, it's a networking event. Right. And, it's a networking event. Relationship building, like relationship, people skills, people skills, yeah, yeah, okay. talking a stuff right. on a balcony. You're what, doing some research around watching watching people sunrises drinking bars possibly? and watching sunrises. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Watching sunrises. Yeah. yeah okay. Four in the morning. Yeah. yeah right. Should be good. Looking forward. It mate, it's just it is purely business expense. It, it is. Oh, yeah. you're getting to get a tax self, deduction from self, oh, self 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 Do you think they'll give me a tax invoice for? Mate, um, if you can get one, buddy, I'll be very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, mate, what's your what's your take home mission for Ibiza? What, what's the one thing you want to get out of it? Ibiza. You know what the funny story was? This is a funny. I would tell you yeah. the funniest thing. Okay. So this is it. Go puppy Bring Bell home. So I'll finish the conversation this. Last time I left Ibiza, okay? I called the cafe up and I said, Boys, I'm not staying ten hours in Rome. 
I said, I'm staying for a couple more days. I called Paddy up and I said, mate, I'm not coming back home. I need another two, three days. We started GoFundMe page load. So I don't want to pay for my ticket. Two story. <laughs> to stay for two more days. Like, this is an awesome idea. And obviously I sobered up. I was like, I'm going home. I need to go home. So I got to the airport. I'm sitting there and this chick, she was honestly so beautiful. She was perfect. Um, and I literally stood there and I was like, who is this chick? She was dressed in like Versace. I was like, she was a, mate, she was honestly ridiculous. I'm going through a checkout. I'm feeling sorry for myself. And she's just standing behind me. I'm like, oh, catch the same, going to the same terminal. This is awesome. I'm impervious and more. <laughs> so, keep walking, walking through. She's on the same flight as me. I'm like, this is good. I sit in the back, back row. I got on the board. I hope she's, Sort of close to the like. So the, the Lebanese yes. Adonis is yeah. getting excited. Hopefully she's sort of close. Yeah, yeah. She's walking further. She's getting closer. She's getting closer. Then she goes, can I please sit down? <laughs> and she sat right <laughs> next to me. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm like, I'm going to give this chick a visa. I'll give her a visa to come to Australia or something. Oh. Um, so you're going to marry her on the flight? Listen, okay. I would have. Start talking. And she's like, oh, my... Um, my parents had a pizza shop in Naples. I was like, oh, Naples. She was like, oh, she looked awesome. Started talking more. She was Miss Italy 2014. Wow. <laughs> Clarissa Marchesi. Wow. Clarissa Marchesi. Oh. And I, I tell you what, I talked to her ear off for a good three hours to arrive, oh, mate. This poor woman. Poor woman. Oh. Poor woman. I had her on Instagram. Nothing happened. Clarissa Marchesi. So when she asked you what you did, buddy, how did you describe what you do? I said I'm I'm currently doing connective flight to Dubai. I'm the son of. <laughs> did you say you're Mr. Brookvale 2016? Said, I said, do you know do you know Caltex? Oh, <laughs> oh my dad was the oil oh, company. Oh. <laughs> Something like that. I didn't say the shoes Mate, story. Yeah, and, you, and did you try and get a number? Did you actually did you actually reach out? Nah, no, no way. Not that. I'm that. I still. Mate, do you agree? Do you regret not doing that? And would anything, the situation was changed now, would you do it? What I regret is me having to sit 10 hours in fucking Rome Airport (laughs) waiting for a flight home. Yep, that's what I regret. Even though you got the opportunity to meet someone like that, that you're still talking about. She wasn't worth it. She wasn't worth it. Long towels. Long towels. Paid 20 euro for a schnitzel sandwich. Oh, that, oh, was it good? I mean, that hurts. That's right. Could have been toasted better. Yeah, okay. All right, boys. All right. I want to get back to work. Let's hurry up. How, how many how many people subscribe to your channel? 30. You 30? 30? Oh, I've got 47. I've got 15 minutes back, yeah. back to the well, gym. I, I right. hope your 37 people got some value today. Yeah. Nah, look, thanks for having me on board. And thank, guys, thanks, thanks for the free shirt. Uh, I appreciate that. Fuck chat back. Wash it first. Over and out. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.